بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger This is the beginning of the month of Ramadan, the month of the Noble Quran. This year is 1426 after the Hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ. We'll attempt, inshallah ta'ala, to uh, discuss two surahs in this month. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that possible. The first one is Surah Yaseen. And Surah Yaseen is uh, chapter 36 of the Noble Quran. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna alhamdulillahi na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we seek His help and forgiveness. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. We seek refuge in Allah the Most High from the evils of our own selves and from our wicked deeds. مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ وَمَنْ يُضْلِلْ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides cannot be misguided and whoever he leads astray cannot be guided. I testify that there is no true God worthy of being worshipped except Allah alone, without partner or associate. And I further testify that Muhammad is his true slave and messenger. May Allah be granted to the Prophet's household and to all of the noble companions. <coughs> Surah Yaseen is a Mecca night surah and the definition of the Meccan surahs refers to that which is revealed before the migration of the Prophet ﷺ from Mecca to Medina and it does not mean that everything that is revealed in Mecca because there could be revelation that may have been sent may have been sent after the migration while in Mecca but it is considered Medanite since it is after the migration so whatever is revealed before the migration then it's a Mecca night and whatever is revealed after the migration of the Prophet and it is Medanite. This is the preponderating opinion from the opinions of Ahlul Ilm, the people of knowledge. And as regarding this surah, there are three sayings. The first saying it is a Meccanite, the second it is a Medanite, and the third is all of it is Meccanite except Uh, the verse وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا and when they are told to spend in the way of Allah they say some of the scholars they say that all of it is Meccanite except this verse and what appears is that it is Meccanite Meccia because the style of it is a Meccanite style and the Meccanite sewer chapters are distinguished from the Medanite by the by their powerful by their powerful style and by the profound and much wording. In contrast the Medanite are distinguished for their mild style because they address people who 
are believers and also address people from amongst them are people from the book who don't possess eloquency in the Arabic language which is possessed by the Arabs so what appears and Allah knows best that in its entirety it is a Meccanite surah and if we consider it as such then we don't say that such and such verse is an exception because in origin that the Meccanite surah is totally Meccanite and the Medanite surah is totally Medanite whoever claims an exception for one verse or two or more then Dalil is required from him to be presented now Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim this is the Basmala this is known as the Basmala and it is one verse of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an independent verse at the beginning of each surah except surah Bara'a which is chapter 9 and the Basmala is not from the Fatiha this is the correct opinion and the hadith of Abi Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him which is affirmed in the Sahih that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the Salah is divided between me and my slave into two halves and this indicates that the Basmala is not from the Fatiha because it is not mentioned in the Hadith in this Hadith and because the Prophet ﷺ did not loudly recite the Basmala in his Salah and this indicates that it is not from the Fatiha otherwise he would have recited it loudly as he used to do with the rest of the verses Bismillah Allah is the name of Rabbil Alameen the Rabb of all that exists and this name Allah is the most informative of titles is the most informative of titles more than the noun itself more than the noun because this is a name particular to Allah Azza wa Jal no one shares this name with him as to the noun for example if you say Qumtu I stood up so no one shares this with me however it is still usable by others as with Allah as, however with Allah the title is not shared and cannot be shared by others Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim these are two of Allah's attributes and Ar-Rahman is the one who is most merciful and this is one of Allah's particular names and which denotes the attribute of very great and extensive mercy which exists with him subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ar-Rahim this name means the one who bestows mercy so 
So in the name Ar-Rahman One notices Al-Wasf, the description And in Rahim One notices the action Remember Ar-Rahman The one who is most merciful Quality And Ar-Rahim The one who bestows mercy So it's related to the action And this name Ar-Rahim Denotes that the attribute is related to the marhum Related to the marhum The marhum is the one whom Allah chooses to receive his mercy Al-marhum is the one Is the one whom Allah chooses to receive his rahmah, his mercy This is the marhum So the difference therefore between Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim is that in the case of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahma mercy is his attribute and in the case of the second which is Ar-Rahim then Ar-Rahma is his act meaning that he is the one who bestows Ar-Rahma mercy upon others so when both names come together Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim Then the meaning in this context Is that Allah's mercy Is very great and extensive And that his mercy reaches his creation And that is what is meant by those who say that Ar-Rahman Is the one whose mercy encompasses everything Meaning the general mercy And Ar-Rahim is the one who has mercy upon the believers Meaning special mercy Now Since Allah's mercy upon the kafir Is a special one in this life only Then it is as if they have no mercy upon them As if Because in the hereafter When they will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To save them from hell And admit being wrong Allah will deal with them with his justice not with his mercy and will say subhanahu wa ta'ala ikhsa'u fiha wala tukallimun remain you in it hell with ignominy and speak not to me as in surah al-mu'minun 23 verse 108 the name ar-rahim is applied to Allah Azza wa Jal and may be applied to others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one, the most high, free of all imperfection, has described his messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Rahim. As Rahim. Like in Surah At-Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 128. Imam Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, said some of the names of Allah Ta'ala are restricted to him only like the names Allah Ar-Rahman Al-Khaliq the creator, Ar-Raziq the one who bestows sustenance and provides and so forth some other names however may be applied to other than him Ar-Rahma, mercy, is a sifa, is an attribute of Allah's attributes. True, affirmed, real. Not figurative. And the people of denial negated this attribute. And from them are the Ashharites. And they said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not qualified with this attribute of mercy of Ar-Rahma because they said that Ar-Rahma is softness tenderness and this does not fit Allah the most high the majestic and they interpreted to mean benevolence and a created one separate from Allah 
or they interpret it by intending good because they affirm the irada, they affirm the will and there is no doubt that their saying is batil, futile and this is a denial of one of the greatest sifat attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the most distinguished attributes because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said إِنَّ رَحْمَتِي سَبَقَتْ غَضَبِي My mercy precedes my anger preceded my anger everyone knows the common Muslim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qualified with this great attribute you come to the common Muslim in the market and in the street and you ask him rainfall vegetation and this and this produce we see around from where did we get this immediately he will tell you and directly he will tell you min rahmatillah this is from the mercy of Allah so he takes these ni'am these favors as dalil as evidence and these favors are signs signs denoting the mercy of Allah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us and for them guidance Qala Allah ta'ala now in this surah Yaseen what is intended by Yaseen what is the meaning of Yaseen? The ulama, rahimahumullah, have different opinions concerning this. First opinion is that Allah knows best as to what He intended in this Yaseen. This is the first opinion. The second opinion is that the meaning Yasin means Ya Insan or Man. They said that Ya is an article of calling upon someone. And seen is a word denoting man, so it will mean altogether, Yasin, it would mean O oh man. Others brought different even opinions which have no basis. So, should we then say, and take by the first opinion that Allah knows best as to what he intended regarding these letters that comes as introductory letters to many surahs from amongst them this surah or should we say that it has no meaning as necessitated by the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ 
نزل به الروح الأمين على قلبك لتكون من المرسلين من المنذرين بلسان عربي مبين إن سورة الشعراء verses 193 to 195 Verses 193 to 195. So should we say that it doesn't have a meaning as necessitated by these verses? Let us contemplate these verses. In the, look at this, in the plain Arabic tongue. In the plain Arabic tongue. And since it is a plain Arabic tongue, then what is necessitated by the plain Arabic tongue, that these letters should have no meaning. And therefore, if we judge every letter that comes in the beginning of the chapters in the Quran, then accordingly, then we would know that Yasin has no meaning as necessitated by the statement of Allah in the plain Arabic tongue, in the plain Arabic language. So, ya, seen, ya, is an alphabetical letter, and seen is also an alphabetical letter without meaning. This opinion was mentioned by Imam Ibn Kathir rahimahullah who took it to Mujahid who took it to Mujahid rahimahullah meaning his source was Mujahid the narration and this is a strong opinion And this is a strong opinion supported by this verse by plain Arabic language. So we say these, these letters have no meaning. But then we're going to be faced with the following problem. If we say that they have no meaning then how come that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in his great book that he mentions words that have no meaning quote unquote nonsense how could we answer to this the answer is that this usage of these letters that have no meaning has a great significance has a great significance this significance is ayyuhal arab o arabs you the ones who were incapable to oppose the Quran and bring something like it you failed 
to oppose the Quran, you fail to bring something the like of it, not because the Quran brought new letters or a new words, but his words are from the words which you use built up of alphabetical letters so this is the great significance therefore and that's why you rarely find a surah that begins with these alphabetical letters except that the Quran the Quran is mentioned right afterwards and this indicates therefore that this is what is intended by having these letters contemplate this carefully this is what Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and others from the Mufassirin and the Ulama went to that these these alphabetical letters are mentioned in order to signify the incapability of the Arabs to oppose the Quran although it didn't bring any new words all these letters are used by them from these letters they compose the speech and they compose the wording Subhanallah, just a note uh, They are putting now And I could hear this from the other room coming here uh, They are putting rare recording uh, For uh, Sheikh bin Baz reciting the Quran I told them to record that it's on the uh, Quran Kareem uh, broadcasting uh, radio station. So this is Yasin. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala said وَالْقُرْآنِ الْحَكِيمِ وَالْقُرْآنِ الْحَكِيمِ By the Qur'an Al-Hakim Full of wisdom, full of laws, evidences and proofs this is swearing by the Quran And this is for affirmation. And affirming something by mentioning something which is great in a particular way. And Whatever is sworn upon 
must be great. And it is as if that because of the magnification of this thing upon which the oath is made and of its of the affirmation of that then I affirm that thing upon which the swearing falls upon or addresses this necessitates that this necessitates that the thing upon which the oath is made or by which the oath is made must be great otherwise the swearing would be of no benefit And now, we should know that making an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by His signs one makes an oath by the great one and some and the one who is magnified in the heart والقرآن refers to the Quran we recite we recite the words of Allah Azza wa Jal and it is derived from Qara'a meaning Tala لِأَنَّهُ matlu meaning recited or from the word Qara'a بِمَعْنَى جَمَعَ Qara'a meaning compiled because it is مَجْمُوعٌ وَجَامِعٌ because it is compiled and comprehensive so therefore the Quran is derived from both meanings from the recitation min al-qira'a from the qira'a the recitation and from qara' which means compiling and from that is the term al-qarya the town because this is a place for people gathering so the Quran comprises both meanings recited and compiled and comprehensive covering all that which is good Al-Hakim Al-Quran Al-Hakim this is an attribute descriptive of the Quran and it covers three meanings first Al-Quran Hakim a judge that must be referred to قال الله تعالى in Surah An-Nisa Chapter 4, verse 59. 
فإن تنازعتم في شيء فردوه إلى الله والرسول If you differ in anything amongst yourselves, refer it to Allah and His Messenger. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Jathiyah, verse 29, 45, 29. This is our record speaks about you with truth. Verily we are recording what you used to do. Also, so this is the meaning of the Quran being Hakim. This is one of the meanings of Al-Hakim. The Quran is being Hakim, a judge. And also, this means that Al-Quran is Muhkim. Muhkim, the other meaning is Muhkim of highest precision and perfection of methods. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al An'am, chapter 6, verse 115. And the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and justice. None can change his words. Also, it means muhkam, meaning firm, perfect, without any contradiction. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nisa, Chapter 4, verse 82. وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِي غَيْرِ اللَّهِ لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا Had it been from other than Allah, they would surely have found therein much contradictions. Also the Qur'an comprises al-hikmah, wisdom. It is wise in its order. Wise in its order. Even if we think sometimes that there is no connection between the verses, this is due to our either our negligence or our misunderstanding. There must be hikmah. if we don't understand even or if we fail to contemplate or seek to understand and refer to the books of Ahlul Ilm secondly it is Hakimun fi ahkamihi wise in its judgments and rulings because all of its rulings are adl just in agreement with the fitrah, agreeing with the fitrah, with the natural inclination, disposition, and with the sound intellect. That's why you can't, you don't find any kind of contradiction with the fitrah in the Quran. You don't find this. Rather, you'll find that. In harmony. And you don't find in the Quran anything which is 
which the intellect can reject or consider to be impossible rather the intellect overall affirms what's in the Quran thirdly the Quran is hakimun fi uslub fi uslubihi fi uslub fi uslubihi al quran hakimun fi uslubihi wise in its style strong in places where this is required mild in places where it is required and it brings eloquent styles not known to the styles of the Arabs so you find sometimes the verses the context is informative and then it changes to an initiative context exclamation prohibition, command and the like all of this is from hikmah sometimes you find the Quran speaking in the present tense format from the linguistic aspect and then it changes to from the absent to the present tense changing from one style to the other so the Quran is full of wisdom and with all these meanings of wisdom that we have discussed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by the Quran tells the greatness of this book and the greatness of what it includes from rulings and wisdoms and judgments then he mentioned the one upon whom the oath is made said in the verse إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ the second verse or the third verse إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِنَّكَ يَا مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ Truly you are one of the messengers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by his book that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is one of the messengers. He said one of the messengers because other messengers came before him عَلَيْهِمُ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ and he is the final and last one having the most perfected sharia came to complete the nobility of character and perfect that and the prophet gave a parable for his message as in the hadith reported by al-bukhari in volume 4 Hadith number 734 in Sahih Bukhari and also in Sahih Muslim. The hadith of Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu anhuma. Qala al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mathali wa mathalu al-anbiya karajulin bana dara faakmalaha wa ahsanaha illa mawdi'a labinah faja'ala al-nasu yadkhulunaha wa yata'ajjabuna wa yaqulun lawla mawdi'u al-labinah. فَأَنَا اللَّبِنَ وَأَنَا خَاتَمُ النَّبِيِّينَ The Prophet ﷺ said, My example and the example of other prophets is that of a man who has built a house completely and excellently except for a place of one brick. When the people entered the house, they wondered and at its beauty and said, But for the place of this brick, how splendid the house will be. 
and I am the other narration أنا اللبنة I am the brick وأنا خاتم النبيين and I am the final and last messenger then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said describing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the next verse, verse 4 على صراط مستقيم على صراط مستقيم on a straight path meaning verily you are on a straight path this is supported by the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another verse in Surah Al-Shura 42, 52 and 53 And verily indeed you are, and verily you are indeed guiding mankind to the straight path, the path of Allah, to whom belongs all that's in the heavens and all that's in the earth. Verily all the matters at the end go to Allah for decision. So here, there is an affirmation that the Prophet ﷺ is on a straight path. The path of the Prophets on Tawheed and guidance. And this is affirmed by the oath that Allah made in order to reject and denounce the saying of the Kuffar who said in Surah Ar-Rad 13.43 وَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَسْتَ مُرْسَلًا And those who disbelieve say, you are not a messenger. So there is an address to the rejecter. And it is known from the Balagha, eloquency, linguistically that the one who is addressed is either a denouncer, rejecter or he is hesitant this is the second condition or he has nothing neither rejection nor hesitation this is the status of the one addressed either is he either is he a rejecter munkir or hesitant mutaraddid or neither this nor that so in case the one being addressed is a denouncer then the news must be affirmed to him. The information must be affirmed. And if he is 
hesitant of the hesitant type then it is recommended to make the affirmation when you address him and in case he is of neither type then you relate the information without affirmation this is the origin like in the latter case an ordinary person he is not a rejecter, he is not a denouncer nor a hesitant you relate the information without affirmation like for example you tell him Zaydun Qa'im Zayd is standing but if you are addressing someone who is hesitated as to the authenticity of the information you are relating to him then in this case it is recommended to affirm use the style of affirmation it is recommended and if you are addressing a denouncer a rejecter then it is a must to make the affirmation of what you are relating to him it's a must is this understood the three situations let's repeat them for the rejecter you must make the affirmation of what you are relating for the hesitant it is recommended to make the affirmation and for the one of neither kind then you don't have to then you don't have to sometimes affirmation may be used in places where no affirmation is to be used because of certain reasons known from the context here for example the kuffar, the disbelievers are saying about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi you are not sent as a messenger therefore the affirmation of the messengership the news of the messengership is a must it's an obligation meaning obligated by style by format by text it doesn't mean obligation upon the legally responsible no we are talking from a linguistic aspect then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ala siratim mustaqim what is the sirat? linguistically a sirat means المرور بسرعة passing quickly And the Sirat cannot be considered as a Sirat except if it is, unless it is a wide path, wide way, accommodating many who pass thereupon. And it is said that from its qualities, 
that it that it is leveled no ups no downs no crookedness that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said straight and there is no doubt that what the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought is a straight path because it is wide accommodating the entire ummah from the time he was sent until the day of resurrection it cannot be confined or restricted (coughs) and it is also accommodating it will accommodate anything that may come from the time anything that comes from the time of his message until the day of resurrection concerning any legal matter (coughs) there must be a legal solution for it and that's why we say that's why we say that the sharia in the quran and the sunnah is perfect it does not need completion and it is wide that it can accommodate everything <coughs> that may occur until the day of resurrection so there is no problem in the sharia itself but the problem comes from people either due to their lack of understanding or due to negligence in seeking al-ilm and guidance in seeking knowledge and guidance or due to covering of sins on their hearts covering of sins and evil deeds covering their hearts to the degree that a person may be not negligent and he may understand good understanding good ways and good knowledge but there is a covering a covering on his heart covering of sins that stand between him and between that stands as a block between him and seeing the truth and that's why the person if he encounters a matter of the deen and it sounds problematic to him after making revisions and after checking the sayings of Ahlul Ilm then he should make abundant istighfar abundant istighfar seeking forgiveness of Allah abundantly because this istighfar by this istighfar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the sins and therefore the heart will be illuminated and this may be deducted this may be deducted from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 105 and 106 Surely we have sent down to you the book in truth that you might judge between men by that which Allah has shown to you so be not a pleader for the treacherous and seek the forgiveness of Allah certainly Allah is ever of forgiving most merciful also this is maybe this also can be deducted from Surah Al-Mutaffifin chapter 83 verses 13 and 14 إذا تتلى عليه آياتنا قال أساطير الأولين 
كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يكسبون When our verses of the Quran are recited to him he says tales of the ancients Nay but on their hearts is the run the covering of sins and evil deeds which they use to earn So this run this covering of sins and evil deeds prevented the hearts from seeing the truth of this Quran to the extent that they used to say tales of the ancients so therefore this sirat is a straight path accommodating wide for all people to enter therein and it accommodates all occurrences all rulings whatever will come in the future also until the day of resurrection the problems however arise from our lack of understanding or negligence or from the run the covering of sins and evil deeds the benefits of these verses number 1 making clear that this quran which rendered the people amazed and challenge them to bring the like of it or even chapters or verses like it it was not strange as far as their tongues are concerned rather it is composed from the letters which they used in their speech this is indicated from our discussion on yasin and therefore these alphabetical letters most often come in the beginning of surahs with the quran mentioned right after there as a challenge and this is the great significance that this is the language of yours but you are incapable of bringing the like of it and from the benefits the greatness of the glorious quran because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by it the greatness of the noble quran because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by that by the quran and from the benefits of this praising the quran that it is hakim from the three angles which we discussed as what the term hakim means and the fourth benefit taking care of affirming the message of the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by his message by the Quran the fifth benefit affirming the message of the of the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam and thus anyone who denounces this and rejects it is a kafir because he belies Allah and belies the messenger and the consensus of the muslims the sixth benefit affirming the messengers and that there are messengers other than the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam because allah said lamina al-mursalin one of the messengers and that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in another verse in surah al-ahqaf verse 9 chapter 46 verse 9 ma kunta ma kuntu bid'an min ar-rusul ما كنت بدعا من الرسل I am not a new thing among the messengers meaning I am not the first messenger 
and from the benefits, the seventh benefit, whatever the Messenger ﷺ brought from the Sharia is from his straight path. And any path other than this path, the degree of its evil and the degree of its crookedness will be in proportion to the extent that it opposes the Sharia. Wallahu ta'ala ala wa alam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This constitutes the explanation of the first four verses from Surah Yasin. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.